Today, we're talking about Whoopi Goldberg. She's the lady from The View who chose a fake Jewish name for herself and says the Holocaust is not about race. Nine anti-abortion demonstrators were arrested in Fort Myers. We've got an exclusive inside scoop. And Joe Rogan apologizes to the mob. All of that right here and more on The Dominic Inyard Show. I was sent a news story by a listener, five adults arrested, four juveniles cited in conflict at Fort Myers Planned Parenthood, and immediately when I saw this story, alarm bells started going off in my head, like, who would cause a ruckus at Planned Parenthood? That seems like something people in my circles would do. Seems like something Susan Sutherland or Ken and Joe Scott or Leslie Hanks or even the late great Bob Enyart might have done. And I think about I thought about Ken and Joe Scott and I realized, hey, wait a second. They live they live near Fort Myers. I've 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 been to their house. And you know, this has got to be them. And of course, it, it was Ken and Joe Scott and Cal Zastro and that whole crowd. So anyways, let's take a listen from NBC's affiliate there. Also, as we play this clip, I want you to take note of how many times it cuts from one thing to another without letting anyone spend any meaningful time talking. That means they had a really hard time making this look bad for the anti-abortion advocates there. And as someone who's done a fair bit of editing myself, I know when you aren't given a lot of material to use, you have to do a lot of editing. And you can tell the NBC, their affiliate here, trying to make trying to make these anti-abortion advocates look bad. They really did not have a lot to work with. Let's hear this. Praise the Lord. They are willing to lay down their lives for that. No one should have to encounter this kind of opposition just to have a medical treatment. Abortion protesters surrounded the Planned Parenthood in South Fort Myers today. Deputies had to remove nine people, including four children, who were blocking the entrance. Now, the five adults are locked up in the Lee County Jail. None of them are from our area. This frenzied scene unfolded outside the facility on Commerce Park Drive, right across the street from Gulf Coast Medical Center. That's where NBC2's Dave Elias is tonight, finding out more about the protesters. Yeah, the protesters actually surrounded this Planned Parenthood earlier this morning. Many of them were children, some saying that they wanted to be arrested, while their parents watched as they were hauled off by deputies for trespassing. Turn to Jesus. Protesters shouting. Young children taking it in. We care about you so much. Four kids, as young as 13 years old, encouraged to join in. Get on the floor in the name of Jesus! Get on the floor! And block the entrance to Planned Parenthood. Why are all these police here? Deputies move in and take them away. Along with these five adults who were arrested. Oh, these young kids who came here, they came here specifically to get arrested. Coleman Boyd's four kids were among those cited. A 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 17-year-old are arrested, and they're given a field release. They weren't arrested, but they must appear in court to face trespassing charges. Praise the Lord. They are willing to lay down their lives for that. Not the way Planned Parenthood CEO Stephanie Frame sees it. Use their children as weapons uh, to uh, bring their point of view uh, into this area. 
stop the tape using their children as weapons. Speaking of weapons and children, this is, you know, the, the Planned Parenthood CEO speaking. You're the one who tears the limbs off of children with suction catheters. So you really don't have much credibility when it comes to discussing what's best for children. I would like to take a moment and say a prayer about Stephanie Frame here on air, and I think that'd be healthy to do. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you smite and confuse Stephanie and that you bring her distress and misfortune in her campaign to murder the innocent. I pray she fails in all her efforts and that she will be humiliated in her sin. Amen. And of course, I, I pray also that she'll have the humility, humility to turn towards Christ and to repent. But for today's show, I've decided to mimic the prayers of some of the prophets and some of the prayers of David just for today's show. All right, let's continue with this. Crystal Siskon is a mother of five. The thing that I find most unsettling. And a Planned Parenthood volunteer. They brainwash their children into agreeing to be arrested. A claim their pastor denies. I spoke with the kids last night and, and I saw them and they are very excited about this. They want to be part of this. The question now, will they be excited to go before a judge? I would never put my child in a situation that would make them unsafe, that would give them a criminal record. Now, the vast majority of these protesters were from out of town. They planned this the same day that lawmakers in Tallahassee began debating House Bill 5 that severely restricts a woman's right to abortion. We're live in Fort Myers tonight. Dave Elias, NBC2. Okay, so here's the thing, Crystal, from, from this uh, video. We do not serve or fear man who can destroy and punish the body. Rather, we fear and serve him who can destroy both body and soul in hell forever. But this is a cool story, right? We got Christians doing a good old-fashioned rescue, and I, I called them up to ask about it, and it all sounded really great. I know these people. These are some of the most kind and loving people you'll ever meet. I read several stories on this, and the media was the way the media was trying to paint them. They were using words like attacked, they attacked the Planned Parenthood, or they rushed the doors and stuff like that, invaded, and, and very misleading language. And it, it kind of made me chuckle a little bit reading that. And my dad, knowing these people, my dad told me a story of a back back in the old days when rescues were a real common. And the story, it just, it makes me laugh how terrible the media is. One of his friends was doing a rescue and he was blocking the door and his wife brought a, like a, a lunch, like a sack lunch. And because it was crowded, it was hard to get the lunch from her to her husband and, you know, just through the crowd. And so at the, at the protest, at the rescue, the guy was blocking the door as gentle as could be, you know, nice, peaceful, peaceful guy, peaceful resistance. And his wife tossed him a lunch sack. And the the media later reported that, you know, quote, projectiles were launched at Planned Parenthood <laughs> as if it was a missile. Right. So the media, whenever you hear stories about this, they always paint it in the worst light possible, truly in the very worst light possible. And it's almost after a certain point when you don't know whether to laugh or cry, you just laugh. 
But so anyways, uh, Cal Zastro, he was one of the people there. I called up Cal and he was telling me they got arrested and put in the paddy wagon. There was nine of them. And they sat outside in the Planned Parenthood parking lot in the paddy wagon for about an hour. And they were just sitting there in the parking lot under arrest. And, you know, it's it's hot there in Fort Myers. And the officer went to Cal and said, hey, let's make a deal. If you get off the property, you will be released. We've cited you, but you won't go to jail. And so Cal, they were already in the paddy wagon. If they could get out of going to jail, that'd be great for them. And so Cal said, yeah, that'd be great. And they made a deal and everything was good. But they didn't let them go. And then the paddy wagon drove to a new parking lot a little bit uh, further away. And where the police, they went back on their deal. It was a new officer, not that the officer that Cal had made the deal with. And the new officer, he was mad. And he, he went to talk to Cal. Cal was kind of kind of leading things. And so Cal told him, hey, look, we took the deal. You cite us and we're not going to go to jail. And the officer said, well, hey, you have two choices. And Cal kind of said, well, you know, we're not going to go back on the property. The cop asked, well, why not? And Cal said, well, I saw you. You're the one. You held the door open for those five women back there to go get abortions. And those babies are already dead. So it wouldn't make any sense for us to go block those doors now. There are already dead babies because of you. And there were several women who were not able to get abortions that day, which is, you know, praise God. But those five who waited for you to come and clear up the doors, those five babies, they're already dead because of you. And this cop, you know, Cal's not going to lick this cop's boots to try and get off easier after he just helped these moms kill their children. He held the door open for them. And so Cal said that we're not going to go back on the property because of that. And we wanted to take the deal. And that, that just made the cop mad. And he said, you know, well, you're going to jail. And by the way, I'm a Christian. And then he slammed the door of the paddy wagon and they got hauled off. And I, Cal Zastro, praise God for Cal. Don't lick that man's boots. And that officer, I doubt he would be. But if he ever hears this show, dude, stop calling yourself a Christian. We don't want you. You are making the rest of us look bad, and you are making God look bad. You are made in his image and likeness, and you dare to profane that image and call yourself a Christian. That is truly disgusting. So if you actually serve the Lord your God, yes, we want you. But don't be a Christian just in name and then persecute his followers. Don't throw them in prison. Don't help moms murder their babies and then call yourself a Christian. You know, if you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. But you know who's not lukewarm? Ken Scott. Ken Scott is not lukewarm. These nine people, these nine people are not lukewarm. And Cal's Astro, Cal's Astro, his mugshot. I, I love his mugshot here. This That news report that we just played, that showed his mugshot. We'll link to that from today's show summary at kgov.com. He is grinning ear to ear. And Cal Zastro, wow, talk about a man of God. I mean, all of these people. And I, I've known Ken and Joe Scott who were there. I've known them growing up. They're godly, godly people. But I remember Cal Zastro. I think it was Cal Zastro and Rusty Thomas. They both preached at Denver Bible Church the day after my father, Bob Enyart's funeral. 
and I saw Cal and he was preaching and he was just smiling ear to ear. And I was like, why is he smiling? Everything is terrible. Why would he be smiling? And hey, he was right to smile because when God is on your side, you should smile. You should be grateful and joyful in all things. And so Cal, thank you for teaching me to smile even when things are hard. But so Cal was smiling in his mugshot. You also see, you also see, I believe her name was Caitlin Sims. I've never had the pleasure of meeting her, but she was also smiling in her mugshot. And good for them because we should smile when we are serving the Lord. You know, I've thought, <laughs> I thought a little bit about here on the Dominic and Yurt show changing the slogan. Right now, the slogan is is the classic "Do right and risk the consequences." But I've seriously considered changing it to, we don't just report the news, we make the news. You know, CNN CNN makes up the news, but our little circle here with our friends, we make the news. You know, we burn the OJ memorabilia. By the way, I still am currently in possession of the OJ memorabilia ashes. We still have those, which is which is kind of cool. Uh, you know, we made the world's largest protest sign. We sued the government. We stir the COVID pot. We do these crazy abortion protests. And now our friends are committing these, you know, so-called crimes all in service of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we don't just report the news. We make the news. Uh, but we do, we do report the news. It's not just making the news. We also report it too. Like we report on Whoopi Goldberg and uh, talking about Whoopi Goldberg, you may have seen headlines with her recently, probably the most fitting adjective to describe her would be insufferable. That would be my, my adjective of choice. She's on some cable show called the view and she's famous for a lot of things, including defending child rape. But recently she made the headlines for talking about the Holocaust and saying some pretty asinine things. And I want to play that clip. But before I do, it should be noted that Goldberg's real name is Karen Elaine Johnson. And she chose for herself the Jewish name Whoopi Goldberg before deciding to say perhaps the most asinine thing about the Holocaust that's ever been said on that show, The View. But I don't want you guys going into this clip with an unbiased mind. I don't want you guys giving her the benefit of the doubt as we're going into this. Because some people have definitely earned the benefit of the doubt. But as we go into this, I don't want you to think this was an honest mistake. I don't. She doesn't have a good enough track record for that. I'd like to take a brief look at her character so as we go into this, we can see her for, you know, what's consistent and what's true to her being a bad person. And we should be like a judge who is looking for any reason to throw the book at somebody in the court of public opinion. I wouldn't typically use this approach, but in our fairness, we often try and give people the benefit of the doubt. I want to take that notion for this case specifically and in this case specifically, toss it to the wind. She is an awful, awful person. In March of 1977, and this is documented on the Bob and Yart YouTube channel, film director Roman Polanski pled guilty to unlawful sex with a minor after being charged with rape and sodomy upon a 13-year-old girl, Samantha Gailey. 
Here's how Whoopi Goldberg describes that rape. Was not charged. I know it wasn't rape, rape. Yeah, there is a statutory rape. I, I, child molest, maybe? I'm I not think sure. It was, was something, it was something else, but I don't believe it was rape, rape. And when we get all the information, somebody will tell me in my ear. All I'm trying to get you to understand mm -hmm. is when we're talking about what someone did and what they were charged with, we have to say what it actually was, okay, not so what we, we think it was. What he said he did. He gave her quaaludes. He gave mm -hmm. her champagne. Mm -hmm. She was drugged. She was 13 years old. He answered. Here's a transcript. Uh, and, but that's what I'm saying. You're 13 years she old. She was still a child. He initially, asked excuse me. Initially, he was charged with rape. Go ahead. And then he he pled guilty to having sex with a minor. Okay. And he went to jail. And when they let him out, 45 days. And when they let him out. He said, you know what, this guy's going to give me 100 years in jail, I'm not staying. And that's why he left. So that's why I wanted to be really clear, because I okay. wanted to know exactly what we were talking and about. I, and I'm going, does that make it okay to, to, you know, instead of staying and fighting, to say, you know, he's going to give me 100 years, I'm out of here. I don't know when it's okay, scared. but what we were talking about was what he did. And that's what I wanted to clear up. That's all I wanted to clear up, because I don't like it when, we, when we're passionate about something and we don't have all the facts. Okay, so he was charged with statutory rape. So should he be prosecuted now? I believe yes, because the crime has not changed. I know she wants to move on, but there's so what does it say about uh, crimes that are still being committed against children? Well, she forgives him, but forgiveness is not permission. And forgiveness doesn't mean he didn't break the law. So I agree with you, Sherry. And, and if, this is a point somebody brought up backstage, if he was not famous... Would we be would, no. would we be protecting him as much as we are? Because his friend, um, his friend uh, Otto Otto Weisinger said, you know, millions and millions of people love his work. He's a brilliant guy, and he made a little mistake 32 years ago. No, what a shame not. for Switzerland. Said Otto Weiser, Polanski's friend. Well, you know, I have to tell you again. You know, we're we're a different kind of society. We see things differently. The world sees 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds in the rest of Europe. They are seen oftentimes. Well, I wonder what. I, well, what I just would I, say if that was I his 13-year-old daughter. Well, Sherry, I don't know, but I do know that not everybody agrees with the way that we see things. Now, would I want my 14-year-old having sex with somebody? No. Not necessarily. No. 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 So it wasn't rape rape. It was just it was just kind of rape. So, OK, we've got textbook child grooming stuff from Whoopi Goldberg. She's defending child rape, which that is not a route you want to go down. Being a pedophile, Whoopi, it's I you know, I hate to break it to you. It's really not a good look. Um, so I, I do. I want my 14 year old having sex. Well, you know, it's it's not necessary that she does. So in keeping in mind, she's an evil, liberal, pedophile defender. We should strongly dislike her when we hear her say this. And actually, before I play that, I don't think I have this part of the clip queued up, but we'll link to the entire segment from today's show summary on kgov.com. But earlier in the same segment, she was talking about a book in schools that has nudity in the book. And that's the one thing she chooses to talk about. And the one reason she chooses to defend the book, of course, is the nudity in the book in the schools, which is yet another reason to keep your kids out of public school. And by the way, some people think that nudity or sex in certain contexts makes it more appropriate for consumption. Like I know there's Schindler's List, which is an important story. But in the in the film, of course, they had to add 
you know, sexual perversion to the film and the context of pornographic content. It never makes it acceptable. So Schindler's List, that is not on the list of movies you should be watching because of its pornographic content. But anyways, let's hear this clip from Whoopi Goldberg about the Holocaust. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe ethnicity. It, it, well, they no, consider it's Jews about, a different it, race. But it's, it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but going it's not, after it's Jews, not about ideal race. It's then, but these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, they how do we have to black people see them as white people? And they, but you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. <laughs> so, okay, 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 Whoopi. So we've got Hitler, and he's trying to create the perfect Aryan race, you know, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, six-foot race, and Hitler being inspired by the American Eugenics Society and Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger, he was inspired by their eugenics to create the perfect Aryan race when he killed most of the Jews in Europe so they couldn't reproduce and corrupt the gene pool with their gross Jew genes, and apparently... That wasn't about race. Apparently, when they rounded up all the blacks and Jews and murdered them all because of their race, apparently that wasn't about race, which it's interesting how you come to that conclusion. Whoopi Goldberg here is completely incapable of understanding the notion that you can be racist against people who are not black. She doesn't she, she can't comprehend that notion, which is ironic because Hitler was racist against blacks as well. But in Whoopi's public school education, I wouldn't be surprised if they skipped over that point. By the way, the, tr the, the devastation brought on by the Nazi party is still felt today in 2022. There, are, there were entire Jewish towns that were thriving before the Holocaust that are just non-existent now. And it's, it's really scary because in large part with the Holocaust, Hitler, you know, they, they lost the war. But Hitler, in large part, he succeeded in his goal of eradicating Jews because the Jewish population in Europe, had the Holocaust not happened, it is staggering the difference. Even today, decades later, still Europe has not healed. So that is scary. And then, of course, now we have Whoopi Goldberg after that saying that the Holocaust wasn't about race. Maybe Whoopi should take a stroll through the Holocaust Museum where they show the skin card that has a it's a, it's a card that they used. The Nazis used and it has a bunch of different shades of skin colors. And if you were too dark, if you had too much of a tan, even you'd be sent to a concentration camp and killed. And perhaps seeing that might help remind her that the Holocaust was about race. Maybe that maybe that could help. Now, after saying this, she's since been suspended, much to the d dismay of AOC, who said that it's not that big of a deal and we should just move on. As if she's ever said we should just move on about any Republican talking head being, you know, hindered in any way. But she has been suspended and she's offered a half-hearted ap apology, an apology which I don't buy. She said she, quote, misspoke. 
And in her apologies, she said it was about race. And that's what she meant to say. She meant to say that it was about race. Now, that that is funny, though, isn't it? She spent an entire three minutes making a point that the Holocaust wasn't about race when she actually meant to say it was about race. Like, oops, I just, you know, accidentally misspoke for that entire three minutes. And I meant to say the exact opposite of what I said. So, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, she's 66 years old and she doesn't even know the Holocaust was about race. You know, I, I learned that when I was six years old, Whoopi took 11 times longer than I did to learn that apparently to understand that the Holocaust was about race. And I, I'm sorry, you know, I imagine you went to public school, so I'm sorry about that. But, you know, that was through high school. You don't have an excuse to be 66 years old and not know about that. You know, I, I don't believe that you misspoke. I, I don't believe that you didn't know anything like that. You know, you say you stand corrected. I don't buy it. Your apology is not genuine. When I was little, that was one thing that my parents taught me was how to apologize and how to realize that someone's apology is, you know, fake or real. If I, when I was little, if I called my brother's names and my parents told me to apologize and I said, you know, say I said, hey, you're you're a dummy or whatever. And then they say apologize. And I said, hey, I'm sorry. I misspoke. I meant to say you were really smart. I'd be getting a spanking for being a brat and not apologizing and having a fake apology because that's not an apology. And I would deserve that spanking. And, you know, there's that that classic story of the the kid who calls his brother an idiot and his mom says, hey, hey, go go apologize to your brother. And he says, I'm sorry, you're an idiot. (laughs) It's like you can tell when something is not a genuine apology. So whoopee, taste of your own medicine, your apology it's not good enough, and primarily because it's not an apology at all. That's that's probably a big part of it. If she did apologize genuinely, I wouldn't hold this against her. I wouldn't because there should be forgiveness, and forgiveness is a good thing. But the fake fluff, it, it just won't cut it. So anyways, Whoopi Goldberg, she's the worst. And AOC on the left, what do, what do they say? They say, oh, we should just move on. It's fine. It's fine, they say. Don't worry about it. You know, and that's a courtesy. That's a courtesy they do not give to any Republican talking heads or even any liberal talking heads who aren't liberal enough. Say, take Joe Rogan, for example. He committed the crime of not being liberal enough. He, you know, he voted for Bernie Sanders, and he's he's not liberal enough for the left. So they're try, trying to get him kicked off Spotify. There was that Joe Rogan po- podcast with the vaccine guy saying, you know, hey, B, we, we, maybe we should be careful with these vaccines. And that was enough to get the left to hate him with a visceral passion, even though he is a liberal. He voted for Bernie Sanders. You know, all those no-name artists, they're pulling their music from Spotify saying, if he stays, we go. But there is that $100 million contract, so Spotify, they don't want to lose that money. And so he stayed. Of course, he stayed. Now, Spotify, they did censor him a fair bit, and he and they removed about 75 of his episodes. But the left, what do they always do? Every time someone says something they don't like, what do they always do? First, they just try and cancel him for that. But if that doesn't work, then they dig up the past and try to find something that they don't like about 
whatever, whoever said whatever, and they're canceled. And, like, there was that one guy at the sports stadium, if you remember this from a few years back, he held up a sign and said, buy me a beer. And then there was, he had his Venmo code on the sign so people could send him money. And that guy, that sign got on TV and it went viral and thousands of people gave money and he got thousands, tens of thousands of dollars for, he was asking for one beer and he got tens of thousands of dollars and he ended up donating all that money to charity. And wow, that's, that's so cool. What a great story. What a cool guy. The sports fan goes to a sports game. He gets blessed with a bunch of money and he donates it. He didn't have to donate it, so but he did. He donated it to a charity. That's cool. But he committed the crime of voting for a Republican. And, you know, this this guy, he wasn't famous. He was just some dude who thought of an idea to come up with a funny sign. He wasn't talking about politics or anything like that. And he just got lucky with this sign thing. And the left what did they do? They didn't like that he committed the crime of voting for a Republican. So he they went onto his Twitter feed and they found accounts from when he was in high school. I think the guy was like 30. This was years ago. I, I don't remember it detail for detail. But he was in his 30s and back in high school, he tweeted out some racist joke. And now, you know, 15 years later, they ruined his life. They got him canceled, got him fired from his job. And it's total garbage. You know, talk about no good deed goes unpunished, donates tens of thousands of dollars to charity. And the left, the cancel mob, they hate everything that is good in the world and they fight tooth and nail to destroy it. And that guy got punished for, you know, for nothing. And. So that guy, he he apologized, by the way. He apologized profusely. But, of course, it did not matter. And his apology was just a trophy to add to their shelf of, you know, ap- apology trophies. And they went right ahead and ruined his life anyways. And that was just some guy who no one knew about, just some random sports fan. And now that the similar thing that's happening with Joe Rogan, he's a liberal, voted for Bernie Sanders, And Rogan actually is famous, has a huge following, has a huge impact on the world. So they're obviously going way more insane with this guy than they were the sports fan who wasn't famous at all. But he's committed the crime. He's been found guilty of not being liberal enough. So they try to get him kicked off Spotify. When that doesn't work, they dig up the past. And so in the past, Joe Rogan, who... There are a lot of Joe Rogan diehard supporters. I think his show is is fun sometimes. I know he's liberal, but sometimes I enjoy his show. But I'm not a diehard supporter or defender. Joe Rogan, like 15 years ago, he would use the N-word when quoting people. And he doesn't use the word anymore, but he did use it years ago. It's not even so much that he used the word as he quoted other people using the word. And the left, they're trying to use that to say how evil and offensive he is and why he should be kicked off of everything and his life should be ruined. And the N-word, it's it's wrong to say the N-word. I'll say that. I think Doug McBurney, actually, on his show, The Weekly Worldview, uh, he, he might disagree with this point that I'm about to make. But it, it's I think it's wrong to say the N-word, but not because of 
the history of the N-word, not because it's racist. I mean, if you are a racist, that's obviously evil because you shouldn't be a racist. But it's not immoral to say the N-word because people will be offended by it. That's not why it's wrong to say the N-word. It's wrong, I think, because it's a cuss word and Christians should not cuss. And that's that's pretty much the extent of why it's wrong to say that word. And then racism. Racism is just a separate sin that's evil on its own uh, for its own reasons. But so Joe Rogan, what does he do? He apologizes. And, you know, if he apologized for, for cussing, I would think that's pretty cool because we shouldn't cuss. But no, he apologized for offending the mob. And there's there's a lesson here. Do not apologize to the mob as a general rule of thumb. Don't apologize to the mob because they're not hurt by anything that you said. They don't care. They're not they're not outraged. They're just looking for another apology trophy to add to their shelf and they will ruin your life anyways. There is no forgiveness from the apology mob. I remember a while back there was some guy who said something in I, I guess against the vaccine. I forget forget exactly. But then his wife said, like, hey, I I'm so disappointed in this guy and I'm going to like divorce him or something. And I'm sorry that my husband said that it wasn't even something she said, but the left, they, that wasn't good enough for them. And they said, oh, well, you should have never married him in the first place. And so they don't care about forgiveness. They don't care about fixing things. They just want another apology trophy for their shelf and then they'll ruin your life anyways. So... You know, if you do do something wrong, which people do wrong things all the time, and they and if you hurt somebody, go to that person and apologize. But to the mob, no, no, you did not hurt the mob. They are not owed an apology. If thousands of people flock your content actively looking for something to be offended by, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how pure you've been. They're going to find something that they say they're offended by. They're not actually offended. They don't care. They just hate your guts. So no, don't apologize to the mob. But Joe Rogan, he does. He apologizes to the mob and he should know better. And the people attacking him after he apologizes, they don't, they still hate him. They don't care. They just want to ruin his life. But all the people who defended him, you know, his loyal, true fans and supporters, his diehard defenders, he slapped them all right in the face. And so, yeah, it's just Joe, come on, don't apologize to the mob. Retract your apology and uh, you'll gain some respect from me. I mean, I won't look up to you because you're not Christian. You should be a Christian. I pray that you become a Christian. But you're not. You voted for Bernie Sanders. You are a liberal. So I'm not going to look up to you. But, you know, I will respect if you retract your apology. That would be pretty cool. But, hey, listening to the Dominic Enyart Show, I'm your host, Dominic Enyart. And I will not slap you in the face if you defend me. You have my word. Now, go ahead and tell your friends about the show so I can be famous enough to get canceled, but then not actually get canceled because I won't apologize for saying that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you will be held accountable to him on Judgment Day. KGov.com. Check out our store. Hey, may God bless you guys.